The Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Use the promo code SGP50 to receive a 50% deposit bonus today. We're also brought to you by Odds Shark. They have the latest betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else, plus free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff. Follow them on Twitter at Odds Shark and www.oddsshark.com. Hey guys, you are listening to the EPL show and the BTL show is brought to you by the sponsor of the sports gambling podcast, mybookie.ag. Join now and mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Just use the promo code SGP when making your account. Visit mybookie.ag today and bet on the internet's favorite sports book where you can bet on all of the EPL games and all of the markets that we are speaking about on this show. I say we when actually it is just me today. James couldn't make the podcast today. It wasn't down to any work commitments, something much, much more serious. Um, His wife is um, having treatment for MS. She's having a treatment at the moment called Lemtrada. Um, If you want to read up about this or, or, or follow Kelly's journey, it's Kelly George. Check her out on YouTube. That's Kelly George. Um, she has a really nice English accent. If you guys are into that, but obviously, it's for a real serious thing. And um, she's blogging all of this stuff from hospital, and she's been doing it for quite a while. So it'd be good to get more awareness of this, so people can go in and check it out. That's Kelly George, which is James's wife. That's and that's on YouTube. Uh, you can go and check that out and see what she's been going through and why James can't do this show um, we tried to push it back uh, obviously we had Arsenal and Man City last night so we weren't intending to record till after that anyway but um, Thursday night just wasn't good for James and um, and yeah I want to get this show out because I think putting it out Friday Friday evening is way too late for people to uh, to get their bets on and to hear it and especially to do fantasy so I'm just going to ride solo if you just bear with me for just one more week and hopefully James will be back now for the rest of the season from next week uh, moving forward but yeah be sure to go to YouTube and just type in Kelly George and just and just check that out because um, she's doing all these blogs and things and it is quite interesting to go and see and um, there's probably ways that you can support that as well. I do think that there's um, there's a, a charity page to donate and stuff, but I'll let James come on and talk about it next week because at the moment it's all about getting her in and out of hospital for this uh, treatment. So we'll start with um, this week's games. Uh, in the EPL I think last week uh, I didn't land my lock because surprisingly uh, Man United and Chelsea got into three goals so I'm hoping to get back on track there's only five locks that I've actually messed up now since the entire show started so that makes me uh, 17 and 5 on on the show Uh, we started 12.30 with um, 
pretty irrelevant game because Burnley is facing Everton. Burnley can't go anywhere. Uh, I mean, they're technically fighting for seventh spot, but seventh spot doesn't mean anything. The top six are obviously going to be the top six and um, seventh spot doesn't mean anything really. And Everton... I guess they're fighting for seventh spot as well, or a top half finish, which would be incredible if Everton could get into seventh. Because I actually think that they're not happy with with Allardyce, despite the fact he was there to get them to avoid relegation. They've easily done that, or they will easily achieve that. However, I think they just want more, and, and I think the style of football is worse than they could have ever imagined. So I don't know what Everton's goals are this season. I, I think we really have two teams here with with no goals, and with ten games to go this season, this really shouldn't be a tell game um, it's a really easy bet for me this one uh, Burnley is 7-5 Everton a 9-4 but this game will not go will not go over 2.5 goals so it's under 2.5 goals all day it's it's Everton don't Everton try and shut teams down away uh, Burnley don't score and have been like masters of clean sheets people that have had their defenders in their team have been getting great value for that you know 4.5 million or so um, throughout the season it's not been as good lately but it was really good for people getting off to a great start I, I had uh, Tadowski in there for a while but um, but yeah I just think this this has to be a nil-nil or one-nil I would even tempt you into going under one and a half but under two and a half definitely the bet I might even lock, despite the irrelevance of this game in my opinion I may even lock that up at the end of the show we'll see um Leicester versus Bournemouth. Leicester four to five Bournemouth for 16 to five Bournemouth have done what they always do they they get great results and then they get terrible results. Um, well, actually, last week wasn't a good result, but it turned into a a good result based on the way that they did it. I don't think that Bournemouth fans would have taken a draw at home to Newcastle before the game started. However, like being 2-0 down and then coming back in the last five minutes to, to, to get the 2-2, I think... That that will instill a lot of faith into the, in the Bournemouth fans and make them feel like they're, they're going to stay up. They're still they're still down there. They're still in there. Leicester, as we mentioned earlier, are probably only going for seventh. They had a draw against Stoke at home last week, um, and and now I think seventh and and the and the FA Cup has to be their main goal. The FA Cup has to take priority over seventh place. Seventh place doesn't mean anything. The trophy does. Um, so yeah, I, I, this is this is a real tough game to call. But uh, I don't think. Uh, Bournemouth are, are great travellers, and, and I can see Leicester winning this game at, at four to five. Bournemouth for sixteen to five. If anyone's interested in, in having anything on that, but um, but yeah, I, I do fancy Leicester to win this. I think Bournemouth, still Bournemouth staying up is going to be dependent on their home form, and I think they're a couple of home wins away from being all right. Um, Southampton versus Stoke. Southampton are three to four, and Stoke are nineteen to five. Be interesting to hear James's take on on this particular game because. Um, because this is a real big one like this if Southampton win this this is this is the this is the absolute definition of a six pointer because if Southampton win this game Southampton are probably going to be staying up almost almost I'd say 99% and um, and Stoke will probably be going down which is why I'm kind of leaning towards a draw here Stoke have been the draw specialists and uh, I don't usually give something out at as big as as 3 to 1 but I can't see any other result here. I can't see anybody definitively making any progress here. Stoke certainly wouldn't be safe if they won this game, but they they need the result more than Southampton do. Southampton will be pretty much completely safe if they do win this game, in my opinion, based on the what it will do. It will create a six-point <clears throat> gap between 
then uh, and Stoke, like, it'll be a six-point differential just based on this game alone. In terms of like Southampton will move three points away from Stoke, and Stoke will be three points better, better, uh, worse off. And obviously, there isn't that many games left to play after it. Um, it's 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 so important for both teams, which is why I can just see them cancelling each other out. It does look like under two and a half goals. I really, I really am fancying the draw here, and 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 would like to give out something bigger. So, I, like I said, if Stoke win this game. Actually, jump ahead of Southampton and Southampton are bang in trouble. It will take Stoke to 20, 29 points and put Southampton on 27. If Southampton win, they go four points clear of Stoke. They go on to 30 points. They'll then only need two wins, I think, to stay up. And I really do honestly think that 36 points is going to be enough this season. Like, teams are really, really struggling. And, um, and yeah, I, I think apart from West Brom, everybody could still stay up. <clears throat> Swansea versus West Ham. Swansea six to four. West Ham are two to one. Now, West Ham have got sucked in again. They're back down there again. They've, they've, they've been on 30 points. And uh, if they lose this, incredibly, for, for, some, for a team that we've deemed fairly safe since Moyes has taken over, and many people have basically uh, summarised that Moyes has done a good job. If, um, if Swansea win this game, they'll go level on points with West Ham, which is incredible because when you think of the two teams going into this game, you think that Swansea are banging it and West Ham are in the Everton category in terms of they've changed their manager and are not in it at all. But that's certainly not the case because Swansea winning this game takes them level. I don't think that's going to happen. I think West Ham... Um, have got their players back now. The West Ham are very different with Anatovic back in the side and Lanzini, and uh, and and they and they don't like playing at home. They actually are better away. So I definitely would take West Ham here on the on the double chance. I think West Ham at one to two on the double chance has to be the bet. Uh, West Ham at two to one look good as well. Might take that as a dog later, but um, but yeah, I definitely think. Um, I definitely don't think that West Ham are going to lose this game, and they can't afford to. Tottenham versus Huddersfield. I think I'll be going to this. Um, my dad gets free tickets to this because his bar is right opposite, um, right opposite Wembley Stadium. It's a shame we don't get tickets for um, NFL or anything like that. It's just, it's just these Spurs games. And Spurs, Spurs have built more of a relationship with the people of Wembley than than Wembley ever, Wembley Stadium have ever done. But that's a whole different issue. That you guys are probably not interested in. But it's, it's interesting. It, it is, it is, it is interesting when you think of it. In very simplistic terms, Wembley Stadium is a is Wembley Stadium is run by Wembley Stadium, and they've basically been there the entire time and haven't ever spoken to the local businesses. But Tottenham have come in, who hire the building and have acted independently and have gone out and form and built a relationship with um, a Wembley Traders Association, and and they're very easy to get hold of. They're very easy to email. You can get people respondents on the phone. They turn up to meetings. They give you free tickets so Spurs have been really good to have at Wembley and uh, they've, they've acted completely different differently to when um, to the actual Wembley people so hopefully when Chelsea play at Wembley Stadium in a year or two that they'll that'll be exactly the same but uh, it'd be a shame to see Spurs go and I think Spurs have really grown to Wembley I, I honestly strongly fancy Tottenham to win the FA Cup I still think that's a great bet I got it at 6-1 to one, um, and I don't know what the price is now I think it obviously be a lot less because here's the situation now win at Swansea in the next round and Tottenham will be the first ever team to have two home games to win the FA Cup it's kind of like that situation that um, 
the Minnesota Vikings had in the NFL. However, they couldn't play their their um, the conference championship at home. They had to go to the Philadelphia Eagles and got absolutely destroyed. Tottenham don't have that. Tottenham have home and home. If they win the quarterfinal, they get the semifinal at home and then they get the final at home. And I think at, with the teams left, Man City are out. They could beat everybody in there. Man United made a terrible showing of themselves when they went to Tottenham and um, and Chelsea have got a really really tough jaw at Leicester so I can see Chelsea not even being there however Chelsea are only one of two teams that have won at Wembley this season so the whole Wembley hijinks has kind of gone away uh, I see Tottenham winning this game without conceding a goal so I'm going to get Tottenham to nil at four to six um Harry Kane will score in this game as well. It's, it's going to be a relatively routine win for Tottenham uh, before they move on to their game against Juventus. I don't think it's going to be two, uh, sorry, three or four, anything like that. I, that's why I'm not tipping handicaps or anything because they have a massive distraction of the of the Juventus game coming. So I don't think that Tottenham are going to annihilate Huddersfield. But Huddersfield have done kind of what we wanted him to do as long as they actually stop winning now because those that backed Huddersfield at 3-1 to one to go down when I said they're still going to get sucked in like these, this is a good start but they're still the worst team in your Premier League they've now gone and won back-to-back games and they're now giving you a chance again to back them at 5-2 to two, which isn't quite 3-1 to one, but it is plus, plus 250 I think over in America um, so this is still the worst team in the Premier League. I, I mean, West Brom are the worst team in the Premier League in terms of the way that they're playing. But on paper, Huddersfield had the worst players and they should go down. And even though at the moment they've managed to battle their way up the table with back-to-back wins, one of those wins being at West Brom, which uh, which last week I almost I almost gave that out as a lock because I really fancied um, West Brom to to get out of not to get out of trouble but to get a win because they became they were under so much criticism for the the way that their players um, acted acted um, on a trip. For those Americans that don't know this story. West Brom went away on a trip on a team building trip to Barcelona, and um, I, they went on and, and some of the players snuck out on a night out, and they wanted McDonald's and they stole a taxi cab and got went drove to a McDonald's at five in the morning and then drove it back to the hotel, but. None of the players were arrested because there was no proof, um, even though it was witnessed and the taxi somehow wound up there and the players were seen driving in the taxi to McDonald's. It's absolutely bizarre. But but West Brom are a team in absolute free-for-all, so I wouldn't put too much weight into that win for Huddersfield, although it's vitally important for them because it has put them on a 30-point mark. Um, are Huddersfield going to win two more games though out of the last 10 I don't know because I, I, I need to have a real hard look at their running but I think Huddersfield can be beaten by anybody because they are the worst team in the league as far as players go the only problem is is that they do seem to get an extra oomph when they play at home I mean they've been able to beat Manchester United at home the, they remember they were leading against Man City for quite a while at home as well so it'll be down to the home form it won't be down to anything they do against Wembley at Tottenham uh, Tottenham are definitely going to beat them in this game Watford versus West Brom uh, Watford 21 to 20 West Brom 14 to 5 we've already spoken about West Brom West Brom are getting relegated and Alan Pardew despite the fact he only took over a couple of months ago, is going to be the next manager to go. You can back him at even money 
The second favourite is Conte. And the third favourite now is the Southampton manager, which I find shocking because Southampton could only be a couple of results away from changing their manager. Chelsea are definitely not going to change Conte uh, before the end of the season. And Arsene Wenger is more likely to go and he's all the way down at 9-1. But it's not worth speculating on any of these. Pardew's going to be the man that goes. They've got 20 points from 28 games. They are down. Um, Watford are now on 33 points. They are safe. So it's just a case of how much effort is put in here from from both sides um i would think <coughs> sorry apologize for that um i would think that watford watford are just too good and um with 10 games to go they're going to want to finish as high high as they can and um and watford should win this game Moving on to Saturday, this used to be a classic in the Premiership, it's not anymore. Liverpool versus Newcastle, Rafa Benitez returns to his old club. I think the days of expecting any kind of 4-3 here are over. Um, Newcastle are in relegation problems, uh, they could have done with holding on to a 2-0 lead against Bournemouth last week. But this isn't the kind of games they want to win. Again, like Huddersfield, like Bournemouth, it's about the home games for these and, they're, and they are quite a good home side. So this one... You're really looking at how much Liverpool are going to win by. I, I'm I'm not going to stretch it to to minus two. I'm only going to take it to minus one at four to six or minus one fifty, uh, simply because I think Rafa Benitez is a good defensive manager. He might be able to contain Liverpool for. 30 to 40 minutes maybe even to half time but eventually Liverpool are going to get through in this game and um, it's going to be 2-3 or 4 and um, yeah even if Liverpool do get to 2-3 um, or 4 I only want to stick to minus 1 because Newcastle can score at the other end because I'm not convinced by the, the signing of Van Dijk I'm not convinced by this defence still seems to be a problem but um, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool, unlike the other Champions League, English Champions League team, can go all out here and just destroy Newcastle because Liverpool won 5-0 at Porto. So they, they, they don't, they've got nothing to worry about in their Champions League game. So they can concentrate and finish in as high in the league as they're possible. Um, and they are in contention to finish in second place. So definitely Liverpool win here and, and definitely minus one for me. Brighton versus Arsenal. Uh, Brighton 16-5. Uh, Arsenal 17 to 20. I don't even know how to call this one because Brighton need it because they're on 31 points and they're in, in, in their, they're in relegation trouble, but not as much as a lot of the other teams that we spoke about. So they have had a decent run of results. And Arsenal, I've, I don't think the club have had a, a worse week in the last three decades than they've had this week. Like being humiliated in the cup last week and then being humiliated by exactly the same score last night. I mean, Arsenal fans that went there. And it wasn't a lot of them. Like the 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 the, the ground the ground lied. They lied about the attendance. Fifty eight thousand. There was never fifty eight thousand there at any point at all. It might have been fifty eight thousand sold, which is not how a fucking attendance works. And attendance works based on how many people turn up. There was never the ground was never more than half full, so it couldn't have been thirty thousand that turned up in the first place. And by the end of the game, there was about two thousand watching watching it. There may have only been about ten thousand that turned up for the entire second half because Man City went in three 0 up. It was a fucking abomination. It was a, an abortion of a performance by by Arsenal both times. Um, the cup final being even worse because it's a cup final. And like Neville said, Gary Neville laid into them saying, "Walking, walking, walking. You don't walk at Wembley." I mean, this team are a fucking joke and so is this manager with that amount of talent and obviously even with the money that they spent they got they got a hundred million pound of strikers that they spent every year people were moaning going oh we need a striker we need a striker Giroud's not a finisher we need a striker our problem's a striker so they went and bought two and um, Lacazette 
and Aubameyang, two people that were scoring tons and tons of goals at Arrow Cup. I read somewhere that the, that they that they combined for over a hundred goals um, in the in the season uh, collectively in the season before they went to Arsenal, and then they they get here and neither of them have settled at all. I mean, it's a bit early to judge Aubameyang, but. But it doesn't look good for them and they have to change manager now at this point. I really don't know how to call this game. I don't know whether Arsenal just get riled up and they've just been outclassed by City and they have to come out and win this game. Uh, you would think that despite the fact they're in the sixth position and probably not even chasing Champions League football anymore, their main priority has to be the Europa. They're eight points behind Chelsea, ten points behind Tottenham in fourth place. You're not going to make up ten points. Just like Man United are not going to make up 16 on City. The, like they're, Arsenal are not going to make up ten points on, on Tottenham. The, the Champions League chase is over for Arsenal. I just think that they need to win this game for the sake of for the sake of the team because I don't know how you then go to Milan in the in the um, in the Europa League and expect to get something when you've come off back to back defeats by Man City and you haven't got a result at Brighton. So I'm very tentatively picking Arsenal here, but I wouldn't bet anything on this game. Arsenal are a fucking joke. Um, Manchester City versus Chelsea. Man City eight to thirteen. Chelsea seventeen to four. The league. Is is over now. Um, Man City are picking up points away to teams like Arsenal. This is the tough part of their running, where they play Arsenal and then they play Chelsea, and then I think they go go to Stoke, and then they get they have to play Man United as well. But it is over now. They're only five wins away, and they're going to want to get them as quickly as possible um, in order to. Um, in order to tie up this league and focus on the Champions League, which they're not going to win, uh, then they, they, this team are being very, very overrated by people, uh, being talked about as one of the great Premier League teams. It's 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 a bit embarrassing, the, 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 the recency bias that people have, um, where people can't look back on things. I, I, let me just point things out to you here. Manchester City in 2014 won, did the League Cup and Premier League double, and no one fucking remembers that. Um, and that's exactly what they're going to do this season. But they're not going to win the Champions League, and that is really what their season is all about at this point. It's not about whether they win the Premiership or not. They're 16 points ahead and need five wins, and they'll probably even win this game against Chelsea. So I'm going to I'm going to take them, which is something that um, I hate to do, but I can't see any other result here at all, other than Man City just beating Chelsea. Chelsea aren't looking that great at the moment and uh, they'll be demoralised by that still by the late goal that they conceded against Barcelona however I mean they still could finish second they're still in the FA Cup and they and they could get a result in Barcelona but I think with that tie being one all when Chelsea need to go there and score it leaves them open for Barca to do what they do but I mean we'll talk about that separately on a Champions League show um but for me, I think Man City win this game. Monday, last but not least, we have Man United going to Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace are five to one. Manchester United are four to seven. Um, that lucky last week, uh, Tottenham to win at Palace. It was in the 89th minute through Harry Kane. But a trend is a trend, and the trend is is that Crystal Palace not only have they not won without Wilfred Zaha. They haven't picked up a fucking point without Wilfred Zaha. They haven't picked up a single point this season without Wilfred Zaha playing. And that is continuing now where they've lost three games without him in. He won't be playing against Man United. And I would think that simply makes this pick Man United without without any hesitation. I just can't see 
any other result but that and especially based on following that very good trend um yeah so so, so for me there's nothing else to pick here let's move on to to lock dog lock dog parlay um on the on this on this podcast um I haven't seen anything better that I'm going to lock up than Burnley Everton under two and a half goals. So first game of the week uh, of the weekend, the twelve thirty on Saturday. Um, it's it's. I mean, what might even be a better bet? And I'm just checking the price for you now because I'm actually almost changing my mind mid podcast to try and find something much more certain. Yeah, but I can't take it under under one and a half goals at half time. Um, is two to five. That's just outside what we're allowed to tip as a tip on on the show. But that will definitely cash. Uh, but it, under two under two and a half goals here at four to six minus one fifty is the lock. Um, can't see how these teams, these negative defensive teams, get to get to three goals. Um, my parlay. Is is really simple. It's just Tottenham, Liverpool, Man United. Um, three teams chasing Champions League football should be able to take advantage of Chelsea being beaten against Man City or at least dropping points at Man City. And uh, the dog, I touched on it earlier, and um, I haven't found anything better than 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 West Ham going outright and winning at Swansea. However, I'm going to stick my neck out, and this does qualify as a dog. I'm going to take a draw. In the Southampton Stoke game, I'm going to take a draw in the Southampton Stoke game. It's it's um, so I'm going to change my pick in the Southampton Stoke game to minus two and a half, and I'm going to take Southampton Stoke to draw as my dog. So let's just run through that again. Lock dog parlay. Lock Burnley Everton under two and a half goals. Parlay Tottenham Liverpool Man United and the dog is a draw in Southampton versus Stoke. I've been Billy. You can follow me on Twitter at Billy Betting. Billy spelled B-I-L-L-I. The Dirty Sheets now have a Patreon page. So if you want, we do this podcast for the SGP for free. We do all our podcasts for free. All we want is for people to donate to our Patreon page. And if you actually pay... If you actually become a $10 patron, you can come on the shows with us. If so, that would really mainly only benefit you if you are actually into wrestling. Um, I mean, we do, we will be doing some UFC shows as well. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're wrestling fans, go and check out patreon.com slash the dirty sheets or go and check out our website, dirtysheets.net. The Twitter account for the EPL show is at EPL show pod that's at EPL show APL show pod and if you want my betting tips like if you want like write-ups and and my strongest picks not just for football I cover other sports like I'm, I'm, I'm good at tennis so I give out stuff for WWE I do UFC all of that can be found at lockbetting.com you can buy a package if you want as well uh, if you bought a package in August you'd be £9,375 up um, we've, we've been stuck on this 9000 9000 to 200 to 9400 mark for a while now moving up and down on it it's been a tough a tough two, three weeks, but we're hoping to progress off that with these second legs of these Champions League. We're expecting to be really hot on those, so go and check out lockbetting.com. There's free picks on there, or you can buy a package. Uh, that's everything for me. I've been Billy. James will be back next week, hopefully. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast at Gambling Podcast on Twitter. Thanks for listening. See you again next week. <laughs>